about the sin that the children of Israel were in. Moses has been on top of the mountain for 40 days. 40 days he's been on top of the mountain. 40 days. And uh, he's been on top of the mountain 40 days, 40 nights. And the day comes when uh, he, gets, he gets to come down. He comes down from the mountain and all of a sudden when he comes down, things aren't going the way that he left them. I mean, he didn't leave it that way, but when he came down, they were going crazy. The children of Israel were doing their own thing. They were going crazy. Look at verse number 7 is where we will start. It is not on that paper, but uh, we'll start in verse number 7. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Go get thee down for thy people, which thou broughtest out of the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. Man, God says, get down there, Moses. They've done corrupted themselves. Go get them, straighten them out, would you, Moses? But watch what takes place. In verse number 8, they have turned aside quickly out of the way which I have commanded them and have made them a molten calf and have worshipped it and sacrificed thereunto. These be thy gods, O Israel, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. God says, look, Moses, You've got to go down there and get those children of Israel because look what they've done. Look what they've done here. They have built, uh, they have built a, uh, a molten calf. They have worshipped it. They have sacrificed to it. And now you've got to go down there and get them straight out. But I want us to look at, if you would, tonight, the outrage that takes place. But before we get to the outrage, look at the order that God gives him in verse number 7, God, God, tells Mo, God told Moses to go down. Get down off the mountain and go down to the children of Israel. Go get them straight. Go straighten them out. I mean, the, why was he up there? He was up there to get the Ten Commandments. He was up there to get the statues of God. And here we are, 40 days, 40 nights has passed, and these children of Israel have lost their mind. They completely disregarded what God had told them to. Now I've seen I've seen crazy things happen. I've seen, uh, as I said last week, and when the when the cats away, the mice will what will play. When I've seen when when the leadership is gone, people go crazy. I've watched. They say uh, there was a study done about uh, I can't remember how long ago it was that I read it, but. Uh, less than 10 years ago, they said that on average, like 50% of children that, gr that grow up in church at the age of 18 quit going to church. And out of those 50%, at the age of 30, they go back to church. 25% or something like that. But what happens is, is when the leadership is gone... They think they can go buck wild and go do whatever they want to do and do their own thing. Why is that? I, I don't understand it. Uh, the rules that my parents set in place uh, were rules that I accepted, were rules that I understood, uh, and, and they were clearly given to us as a standard of a way of living. And uh, I have, in my own personal life, I have uh, accepted those as a kid growing up, and then after I graduated high school, I took some of those, and I put those in my life. And so I have, I have grown from that. I mean, I've been out of, out of my parents' house since Stacy and I got married. I lived with my parents until we got married. 
And when I when I, we got married, I had those same standards in my life. I, I took those and I brought them over to our married life, and they and that just continued to go on. You know, I I didn't think that woo, no more, nobody telling me what to do. I go do my own thing. You know, but I've seen it. I've seen it take place. I, I I've seen I've seen uh, personal experiences of friends, family that have gone to have turned twenty or turned eighteen, got out on their own. And go crazy! Nobody's here to tell them what to do anymore. So they do their own thing. Yeah, I wouldn't say crazy. Crazy is probably the wrong word. But they've gone buck wild. You know, it's not what they were raised to do. These children of Israel, that's not what they were told to do. That's not what they learned when they crossed the Red Sea. That's not what they learned when God gave them manna in the desert. That's not what they learned when God provided... Uh, the, 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 sh the shade, God provided the sun, God provided the, the light at dark. That's not, what they, that's not what they learned when God gave them all that. But yet they still chose, Moses is gone, throw a pie, here we go, and rebel against everything they've ever been taught. But that's why it's so important that what I believe is not just what daddy believes. Well, that's what daddy believes. But it becomes their own. They need to believe it on their own. Yet, you know, your children, you try to teach them, you know, here's what I believe, but let me teach you, this is what you need to believe. And you, because, because when they get out on their own, it's not going to matter what daddy said. I mean, sure, it might play some in their life. But ultimately, they're going to make their own decision. You know? And, uh, but these children of Israel, man, they were crazy. They were crazy. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes even with the best parenting and sometimes with the best instructions, still kids go do their own thing. You know why? Because they're still their own mind. At some point, they didn't grab what you wanted them to grab. They didn't, they didn't learn what you wanted them to learn. I don't know. Uh, I, I know that there's different things. That play into changing uh, different directions, going going away from what you've been taught. Uh, I don't know that I completely understand, especially if you were uh, taught the right way. You know, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Any thoughts? train up a child in the way he, he should go and when he's old he shall not depart from it. You know I, I feel like there are, I've seen it, I've seen some, I've seen some depart and then I've seen those that have departed come back. Uh, you know. the best oh it is the best thing. It's like that prodigal son story, you know. The son goes out and does his own thing and then he comes back. I mean we don't want that to happen. But if it does happen, that door's always open. You know. And I don't think there's uh, the 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 biggest thing is is trying to catch let them catch what you believe. You know, catch it for themselves. Uh, because then it's their own. 
then it's their own and not yours. You know, I've heard that said so many times. Well, that's that. That's what Daddy believes. Mm-hmm. Or that you know, that's oh, that's that's just Daddy. You know, like the prodigal son. Yeah. He yeah. took off. He wanted to find out their own thing. Their own thing. thing. And then he come crawling back. He was glad to get back home. Right. He found out oh, yeah. the out there. He realized how good it was at Daddy's house. Yeah, he did. You know, you go out and you surf the world, you 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 get involved with what the world has, eventually you're gonna have to come back. Yeah. And realize how good God has been to you. That's right. That's right. That's right. So the order from God was to go straighten these children out that had gone astray. But here we go. Here's the outrage. Who's who who gets mad at the children of Israel? Who do you think gets mad at the children of Israel? Moses. Moses gets mad. Who else gets mad at the children of Israel? God does. That's right. God does. Look at verse number 9. Look at verse number 9. Exodus chapter 32 and verse number 9. The Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, I have seen this people, and behold, it is a stiff-necked people. Ha! <laughs> ah, he's mad at them. He's ticked. Indeed, then they're a stiff-necked people. Come on. Now, therefore, let me alone. He said, let me alone, Moses, so that my wrath may wax hot against them, that I may consume them, and I will make of thee a great nation. Look, the outrage, first of all, was from God. Look in this text. In verse number 10, he says, Moses... He said, Moses, he said, you get away from me right now so my, my anger will wax hot and I'll kill them all. I'll just kill them all. I'm going to kill them all and then we'll restart with you. That's what we'll do. How about that, Moses? Does that good to you? You think God was mad? You think that God was upset? God, had, God was upset that the children of Israel had taken what they were taught taking what they believed and turned around and got a molten calf and started worshiping it and praying to it and sacrificing to it. And God said, that's enough. I'm going to kill them all. He was mad. He was pretty angry. He was angry. He was angry. Moses, let's wipe them all out and I'll restart with you. Wow. So, could... Have God done that? Yes. Yes, he could have done that. He could have done that. He could have done that. Look in verse number 14. Watch what takes place with God's anger. And the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do unto his people. Now, He was not repenting of sin because he hadn't done anything wrong. He wasn't, it wasn't a right, like a a sinner repenting of his sins. This was God saying, okay, I've decided I won't kill him. (laughs) Okay, I just won't won't kill him, Moses. But look what takes place with Moses. Moses goes to God and basically goes to God on the behalf of the children of Israel. And Moses besought the Lord his God and said, He said, Lord, why doth thy wrath wax hot against thy people, which thou hast brought forth out of the land of Egypt with thy great hand and with a mighty hand, uh, with a great power and with a mighty hand? Wherefore 
Should the Egyptians speak and say for mischief? Did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains, to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn from the fierce wrath and repent of the evil against thy people. I will say this. Moses is going to God and asking him not to pull the trigger. But I don't know that Moses knows what's going on down there. I don't know that Moses necessarily knows exactly what's going on. But all he knows in verse number 10, he said, he said, uh, God, God said to Moses, or verse number 9, God said to Moses, these people are stiff-necked and I'm getting ready to kill them. <laughs> and so Moses goes to God, he said, God, 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 please, please don't kill them because if, we, if you kill them, they'll just tell us, they'll just say to us, guess what? You do what you do, just bring them out here to Egypt just to that, just to kill them. And uh, so he, he, he gets God uh, to, to not kill him. Verse number 13. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, thy servants, to whom thou swearest by thy own self, and saidest unto them, I will multiply your seed as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I've spoken of thee, I will I give unto your seed, and they shall inherit it forever. He said... He remembered. He, look, and I think this is true. And uh, I think I think we can liken it unto prayer just a little bit sometimes. Is that when all this was going on, God was upset. God was ready to, to get rid of them. God was ready to consume them. But if you look at two different instances in the Bible, there's the instance of Sodom and Gomorrah when God tells Abraham, I'm going to wipe them out. I'm going to kill them. And Abraham goes to God and he said, God, would you, would you, would you not do it for you know, so many righteous people? And God says, oh, okay, well, I won't do it. And then here we have this instance where God says, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to wipe them off the face of the earth. I'm going to consume them. I'm going to kill them. And Moses goes to God and says, God, would you not do it right now? Because remember, remember what you said in your word. Remember what you said to them. Remember this. And, and I think that's so true about, uh, I think that ought to be convicting to us in our prayer time is that what, you know, God, I'm going to, I'm going to kill them. You see them down there in the United States? Do you see what's going on down there? Do you not see what they're doing to me? Do you not see that little gap that's out there? Do you not see that? God says, I'm going to kill them. I think if there's somebody on the behalf of somebody saying, God, would you hold back? God, would you spare us one more time? God, would you give us another year? God, would you send revival? God, would you, you know, I, I think that that's our job. Spare the people. Spare the people. Hey, God, what would you spare America for a hundred thousand righteous? You know, because there's a lot of wickedness going on in this country. Well, that's true. You know, there's a lot of wickedness going across this world. But I, I feel like, hey, it's our job to be that Moses. We got to pray. We got to pray for, on the behalf of our, on the behalf of, uh, of America, on the behalf, on the behalf of what's taking place today, what's taking place in our country. Not necessarily because of the election, but just in general. Pray to God on the behalf of our people. Would you spare us? You know, I, I, as I was studying this out, I, I said, that's really convicting. That God, Moses saved the children of Israel. Because he prayed. Because he prayed. I got it. You remember how your word says, Call unto me, 
And I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. You remember that? In my mind, that's how I feel. You know. What's that? And turn the wrath of God. Just like Abraham did when he turned the wrath of God of not to do Sodom and Gomorrah. I'll ask you this. What stopped Abraham from going down to five? When he stopped at ten. Why didn't he pray and ask God for five righteous? Did Abraham just quit praying? Abraham just said, well, it's not worth it to save Sodom and Gomorrah for less than ten. You know? I mean, he, had, he asked him. He went down to ten. But he didn't go down any further than that. It doesn't say that Abraham asked for five. Every number that he went down, God, God gave him. Every number he went down, God gave him. Guys, sit down. Go sit down. No, go sit down. No, go sit down. Not right now. But it's so important that we don't quit praying. And we don't quit going to God on the behalf of those that need us. Who needs us to pray for them? The lost. Our friends. Our family. Our church members. Yeah, I mean, all that. They need us to pray for each other. Brothers and sisters. In Christ. Amen. Amen. I see the outrage from, from God. Number two, I see the outrage from Moses. Moses' wrath. Yeah, he gets upset. Look in verse, go down to 15. And Moses turned and went down from the mount... And the two tables of the testimonies were in his hand. And the tables were written on both of their sides. On the one side and on the other were they written. And the tables were the work of God. And the writing was the writing of God. Graven upon the tables. Think about that, that work of God. Here it is. He's got these two tables, these two big pieces of stone. God's written the Ten Commandments. God's written the wall on it with his finger. What an awesome thing. When Joseph heard the noise of the, camp, of the people as they shouted, he said unto Moses, there is noise of war in the camp. Joseph, Joshua says, hey, God, he said, Moses, I don't know what's going on down there. But it sounds like there's, there's a war going on down there. I don't know what's going on. In verse number 18. And he said, It is not the voice of them that shout for mastery, neither it is the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing. Do I hear? Moses says, <coughs> Moses says, God, he said, Moses looks at Joshua, he said, it's not the noise of someone who's losing in a battle. He said, that, that's not the noise of someone doing, uh, he said, that's not the noise of uh, shouting for masteries. He said, it's, a, it's something, yeah, they, they sound like they're singing down there. 
And it must have been some wicked music going on down there because he said, in verse number 17, it sounded like the noise of war. It wasn't the good music going on. It wasn't the right music going on. It wasn't God's music going on down there. It wasn't the right stuff. And it came to pass as soon as he, he came nigh unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dance and, and Moses' anger waxed hot. And he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Moses come down the mountain and he's all okay. He's got the tables in his hands. He's trying to figure out what the noise is going on down there. And he gets down there and uh, he comes around the corner and he looks down the way and there they are dancing. Not only are they dancing, but they're surrounded a stinking molten calf. He takes those tables in his hands. He gets so hot. And he throws them on the ground. I've had enough. Can you imagine the, the eruption that took place when he threw them down in that ground that day? Woo. <laughs> I love it. Moses. You'll see that God never condemns him for doing that. In this scripture, it doesn't say Moses shouldn't have got mad. Because later on, let me look, because I wrote that down. In Deuteronomy, in Exodus 34, and verse number one, the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Hear these two tables of stone like unto the first. I'll write upon these tables the words that were on the first tables which thou breakest. You know, he didn't, he didn't get on to him for breaking those tables of stone. He said, I'll just make you some new ones. You know, the, the symbol of him breaking, of him breaking that, that stone, uh, uh, the law. Why would, why, would, why would Moses do that? Uh, allow him, he, he got so upset. He was upset that this had taken place. He, he was upset that these people were doing that. The Bible says in James chapter number 2 and verse 10, For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one, one point, he is guilty of all. And so what I believe, uh, just the symbol of him breaking that stone, breaking the Ten Commandments, breaking the law, was a symbol to them that they had broke. Whether they had broken one law or they had broken 500 laws, they broke God's law when they were worshiping that tower. So what did he do? What did he do? What did Moses do to them for doing that, for worshiping, for, for sacrificing unto the molten calf? Moses said, I'm not done. I'm not done with you. Verse number 20. And he took that calf, which they had made, and he burned it in the fire and ground it into powder and strawed it into water. And then he told the children of Israel, drink it. You drink that. You drink that calf that you that you threw in there. <coughs> he said, he said, you drink it. Deuteronomy 9, verse number 21 tells the same story. Sin pollutes the water source. Sin pollutes the water source. They wanted to have sin in the camp. And because of their sin, they had to drink that sin. Some of our environmental problems are caused because of sin. Because sin pollutes this world. 
sin has its damages to this world. I want to show you one last thing, and then I'm going to all be done in just a moment here. But we see that Moses is, we see God, the outrage from Moses. We see the outrage from God. But you'll see him going to Aaron, trying to figure out why, why this took place. Why did all this take place? Look in verse number 21. And Moses said unto Aaron, What did this people unto, unto thee that thou hast brought so great a sin upon them? He said, How and what in the world happened that you, you caused these children of Israel to do this great sin? Why? Why? And look in verse number 25. The Bible says that, that, that the people were naked. Not only were they dancing and they were making loud noise and they were singing the wrong song. They were worshiping the wrong cow. They were sacrificing to the wrong person. What, why, what caused you to do this great sin, Aaron? What's Aaron's response? He's going to give three excuses. Aaron gives three excuses. Number one excuse in verse number 22, the Bible says, And Aaron said, Let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. <coughs> His first excuse, Moses, you're too angry right now. We can't talk about this. Moses, you're, you're angry. You're, you're too angry right now. No, 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 no. See, you're just too mad. There, there's not really anything going on right here. You're just too mad. Not only does he say Moses is too mad, but look at verse number 22. He as you continue on, he said, Thou knowest the people, and they are set on mischief. Who did he just blame? He blamed the people. He said, Moses, you're, you're no, 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 you're, 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 you're too angry. Then he says, it's the others. It's, it's their fault. That's why we have that golden calf. That's why we sacrificed to them. That's why we were dancing out here. That's why we were doing it. It's the others' fault. Verse number 23, for they said unto me, make us gods which shall come before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we not want not what has become of him. They did say that to him. But Aaron still chose to take that gold and melt it down and give them that molten calf. He blamed the others. He blamed Moses in anger. And lastly, he he says, look in verse number 24. What, what does he say here? And I said unto him, Whosoever hath any gold, let him break it off. So they gave it to me, and then I cast it in the fire, and there came out this calf. I don't know how it happened, Moses. All I know is I put the gold in a pot, and it just came out the calf. I mean, it, it just happened. What an excuse. You know, sometimes we make the worst of excuses when sin comes in our life. I don't know what happened. I don't know. <laughs> Aaron knew exactly why that took place. Aaron knew. He knew exactly what took place. Man, these children of Israel experienced the wrath of God. Moses praying, holding back God's wrath. Moses coming down with the wrath. We see what took place with the because of his anger and because of his wrath, he broke the, the tables. Because of his wrath, they had to drink the molten calf. And because of the wrath, he was displeased with Aaron. He dishonored Aaron. I mean, look, Aaron, shut up. I don't know what you've been doing down here, 
what you cause these people to fall into this great sin, but you are responsible. Leadership is so important. Leadership is so important. Follow this book and you'll never go astray. And these people, man, they wanted to do their own thing. Aaron didn't follow what God planned. Aaron wanted to do his own thing. And he did. And because he did, they paid the consequences for it. So did Eve. Amen. Amen. Any thoughts or questions? Yeah. That's typical human nature. Uh, pass do wrong. The buck. Do wrong. Pass the buck. Yeah, pass the buck. Uh, you know, see, he, he knew he was wrong. He That's knew right. He was guilty. I mean, you go back to the Garden of Eden mm -hmm. with Adam and Eve. Ah, oh, it's the wife thou gavest me. It's the and then the Eve. It's the serpent beguiled me. Beguiled me, yeah. Oh no, no, no! It's my fault. When I sin, it's my fault. Right. I might be influenced by somebody else, but ultimately, I'm responsible right. for how I act. Mm -hmm. Nobody is responsible for Trenton except Trenton. That's right. Even though my wife might try to straighten me out. Because I need it. She's back here shaking her head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I might need to straighten out sometimes. But ultimately, she can't straighten me out. I've got to do it myself. I've got to take care. Of it. I've got to see myself. I've got to see my own faults. I've got to see it for myself and get right with God. I've got to do that for myself. Just as much as I can't change her. Well, you got to do this. Well, woman. Right? God's going to be the one that changes you. You've got to see it for yourself and, and examine yourself. That's why it's so important to examine yourself. Not blame others. Amen. We all, all right. don't like to blame others. That's you yeah, know. we do. Oh, man, I tell you, he, he made me do it. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, he made me do it. Well, I, I think a lot nowadays is, oh, well, uh, take a pill. Well, I have this. Well, take a pill. It'll take care of that. You know, when it comes to uh, the way people act and the way people react, and we'll just take a pill and that will take care of that. No, sometimes it's an issue that needs to be taken care of inside. It's an issue that needs to that, that God needs to handle. There are some things that that uh, you know people are mentally unstable and can't do that. But ultimately, I think there's times when uh, when people go to medicine when they shouldn't go to medicine, they ought to go to God for the fix. That's right. Medicine can. I believe it. I believe it. You can get addicted to medicine. Yes. I mean, prescription drugs. Yeah. Right now, yeah. He, 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 it, was, it was just sleeping pills. Mm -hmm. That's what got him in, that sleeping. And they, his friends tried to tell him, you know, we need to lay off that. Why do I need these? And he fired them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fired Well, you know, it's about self-examination. If you're unwilling to do the self-examination, you'll never... Overcome what you're in. You'll never overcome what you need to. You can still be living right now. <laughs> I know Jerry Lewis right now. He's about at what age? <coughs> Amen. Any other thoughts or questions? All right. Well, that's uh, typical human nature. It is. It is. Amen. And, uh, they they lost uh, their leadership. It is. Went wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hell, leader. Let's do our own thing, man. 
Moses might be dead up there. Yeah. Man, die my children up there. Man, we don't we don't have nobody now. It's just just do our own thing here. You know? Yeah. And, and they go back to the old uh, Egyptian stuff, you know. Uh, you know, just worship God, you know, false mm -hmm. gods, you know. That's the only thing they knew to do. That's what that's what they thought and, they uh, had to do. All of a sudden their leader's gone. Mm -hmm. They didn't know he's coming back now. Yeah, exactly. They still had a brain. Yeah. They still had to make a choice. You know, it, it happens all the time. Though I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen young people uh, grow up in in uh, in the church and make decisions for God and turn 18, 19, 20 years old, get out on their own. They go crazy. I, I shouldn't say crazy. They go against what you know what they believe and what they've been taught. It seems like they just want to experiment. I haven't done it, so I want to experiment with it. It might be. Might experiment be. with evil. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... <laughs> 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 no comment. I mean, I grew up in church. I don't get her. I went wild for a while. I mean, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's, you know. <laughs> I never will forget when I was a child. I said, child, I was about 10, 11 years old. They were cleaning out my closet and I found some chewing tobacco in my closet. And uh, my dad says, uh, what are you doing with this, son? I said, I'm an experiment. <laughs> my mom said, yeah, yeah, you spread that all wrong. He was acting like he should. And my dad walked away. He didn't chastise me right then, but he walked away. I think he was laughing. Mm -hmm. I told him the truth. <laughs> All he did, came back about five minutes later, he said, get right, rid of it, don't let me see you with it again. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> That's all he said. I didn't get whipped. Ah, my, brother, ah. my brother's hoping I'd get whipped, but I told yeah. him the truth. I experimented with it, you know. And Dad just walked off. He didn't want to see me laugh, him laugh, but, you know. <laughs> I know he's probably laughing about it. Well, I think that probably happens with some people that they experiment with. Uh, let, well, let's see what's going on over there, you know. Yeah. Uh, Experiment. Mm -hmm. But don't stay over there. Yeah. Come, back. Come on back. <laughs> Come on back. Well, let's pray. Amen. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for everyone that's here. Pray that you've blessed our time together. Pray for those that watched. Pray for those that are...